heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your own phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more podcast platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to episode number 26 of the YWC Football Talk podcast, the Sony Michelle-inspired episode of the uh, YWC Football Talk podcast. Um, Unfortunately, today, however, we do have to start with some somber news, as many of you may know by now. The father of James White, Tyrone White, was tragically murdered in a uh, car accident yesterday. So as Patriot fans and people who are just overall fans of James White and his game, we send nothing but our sincerest condolences, thoughts, and prayers to him and the rest of his family. For sure. 2-8, we're thinking about you, buddy. Yeah, we love you, 2-8. Um, and uh, just one other quick thing, too. We also want to send quick speedy recoveries to Cortland Sutton, Saquon Barkley, Nick Bosa, Solomon Thomas, the laundry list from yesterday of injuries. Everyone who was out, I, I believe Caleb, Caleb McGray, I think is the guy's name from uh, Atlanta as well. Um, and also to just the quick recovery, because we know we'll be back at some point this season is Raheem Mostert and Jimmy Garoppolo. The injury and bug. Well. He's going to be out for about six weeks probably. And McCaffrey as well. Yesterday was, I was said this to some people, I said, even though there's a pandemic going on in this world right now, there is a ACL pandemic going on in the NFL right now, and I don't say that to be funny. I actually, like, I had a bad feeling that injuries were going to happen, but I didn't think it was going to be like this with this many guys. Not even guys, like, significant stars. Like, these cha- the guys like this getting hurt changed the course of seasons. And also, too, uh, Drew Locke suffered a severely strained shoulder and will be out for two to six weeks. So I think they said that's around the time of uh, Denver's bye week, but... Um, for as much as we want to reflect on the sad quickly, yesterday was a game, we, we're going to look at some of the games, uh, not some, we're going to look at all the Sunday games and uh, maybe a bit, bit, just a little bit of Thursday night, Thursday night football as we currently watch the uh, Saints have a 17-7 lead on the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, the game of the day yesterday, even though there was a massive comeback, the Patriots and the Seahawks, and Phil will agree with me on this, whenever those two squads link up, it's never a bad game. I know maybe back in the day it was bad, but 2012, Super Bowl 49, 2016, and last night. Like, you can't go wrong with any of these games. Like, I kind of wish that, like, hey, if we could, like, flip-flop any team in the AFC West for Seattle so we can play them more than once every four years, I- I'd kind of be down for it, even though they are heart attack-inducing. Oh, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> every Seattle-New England game has been one for the ages and it seems like the last I think I think I saw someone say the last three have been decided on the goal line and all three times the defense won so (laughs) that's 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 a pretty telling stat as well um but yeah that game bro like I mean we we obviously on the podcast we both picked Seattle to win the game um and I mean I still thought it was gonna be close I didn't think of a blowout or anything like that but man Seattle's offense is just unreal right now um I think honestly, Russell Wilson's playing the best. I think you can you can make an argument maybe for a couple other people, but I think Russell Wilson's the the clear MVP right now. He's just playing lights out. I mean, the one pick was not his fault, um, and uh, so I mean, I think that game to be. But like I said, we went in like I was going into that game 
saying, you know what, this is what I want to see how much of a contender we are. I think if we if Seattle led the game by like two touchdowns from majority of the game, even if we got it like a garbage touchdown at the end, like that wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna have a lot of confidence in how strong we were. But the fact is, we were one play away from winning that game. Totally okay with that. Um, Cam Newton looked amazing. Our defense needs needs some work, but at the same time, like not to be overly optimistic, but our defense, like it's C- Seattle is. It's Seattle. Like, I mean, Russell Wilson, I just said, is playing lights-out football right now. DK Metcalf is a uh, ex- like a, an extraterrestrial, I can't say the word, athlete. Uh, Tyler Lockett's a great player. I mean, you have so many different weapons. Carson has a running back. Like, that offense is, is really good. You're only going to stop them so much. And so the fact that we got them to punt even a little bit was was, was an accomplishment. So, um, but yeah, I mean – there's so much I could say. Like the last play, we'll get to that in a minute. I'll let you kind of tell your thoughts before we get on that. I'll come back to that last play. But uh, but I was proud of what we did. I thought Cam played well, and that to me, to me, it showed a lot. That like, okay, we can hang with you guys. I mean, we were one play away from winning against a Super Bowl caliber team. So I think that tells you what what you need to know. I think the game against Kansas City will will give us even more information as well. But uh, as far as the AFC side, but um, I I I came out of it like. I was almost like usually I'm upset that we lose. It's like I didn't really have an. I mean, I, obviously I would, would have taken the win, um, and it would have meant. Sorry, folks. We have some uh, quick t- technical difficulties going on right now. Okay, uh, I lost the connection with Phil. I'm going to stop recording for a split second, and then we are going to start this thing back up once again, guys. We'll be back in just a second. Sorry about that, folks. We are back. Uh, a little bit of a Skype misconnection, so blame Skype. Do not blame me. Do not blame Phil or our internet. It was Skype's fault. Um, but no, the main takeaway. All that. Uh, you know what? Before I get my thoughts, Phil, I just want you to give your quick wrap up of what you noticed and saw from yesterday. But yeah, so I mean, I'm basically just saying, like, I think you know, you 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 learn a lot more from a loss, and I know that's easy to say when you lose. <laughs> like, um, but I think that we're gonna like. We saw what we had. We know we can hang with Seattle. If you look at other teams in the past that you weren't quite sure about, but then they go head-to-head with a team that you know you're good, is good, but they hang with them even if they don't win. Like a good example is the Giants playing us week 17, uh, and then they knew they can hang with us. So when they saw us against us in the Super Bowl, they weren't scared of us, right? Um, I think that's a good example. You know, Maybe we see Seattle again, and maybe we're like, everybody's like, well, Seattle's still going to crush them, but like we know that we can, t- we, we can hang with them. So... Um, there's a very good chance we could see Seattle again, so who knows? But uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm very I'm proud of the team. I think I think it's easy to attack the defense, but uh, and I was frustrated at some some aspects. But it's Russell Wilson. If that defense is giving it up against teams they shouldn't be, so like if Las Vegas lights us up, even though Las Vegas does have some talent, um, that will be where I'm like, okay, you know, it's like. But I think that defense has a lot to learn. It has a lot to get to. Um, Based on everything that's gone, you know, it's gone on with Hightower and Chung and 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 Calvin Oy leaving and, and and all that. It's a new defense. It's going to take some time. And the fact that we were able to hang uh, offensively uh, with Seattle was, is huge. I, you know, Edelman having a big game was 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 good. And um, I do think we. I don't think we're going to do it. Uh, if we do it, it'll be someone like Sanu who doesn't matter. But I do think we need a weapon. Cam needs another weapon. I think um, because you have Nikhil, Nikhil Harry not having as much pressure on him, you have Edelman not having to have to be the guy. You know, just can be you know, or l- less of the guy if that makes sense. Um, one thing I've, I, I still don't know, and I haven't 
maybe I haven't done enough research or stuff, but like, what's going on with our rookie tight ends? Like, I still I still understand why they're not getting played, um, or at least the main one, anyways. I, I see, I say, I can't say his name, but uh, I, I don't. Understand. It seems like he's not in very many snaps, if if at all. Um, maybe because you know Ryan Izzo, you know, knows the uh, playbook. I don't know, but that would be something. I hopefully later towards the end of the season, maybe we'll get him. I mean, I haven't heard anything about him being hurt, so I don't understand why he's not playing. But, but yeah, I'm proud of, the, of what the Patriots have done in that game. You know what? I, I'm I'm proud too. Like you know how like how they say you learn a lot from losing. Like you said, you're right though. Like last night, I didn't like. Sometimes when we lose a game like that, I'm always like, man, I'm mad. I'm like, we could have won that. Yada yada yada. But I'm like. In a season like this, where I've used the Pandora's box metaphor many multiple times, many multiple multiple times, I leave it going. Look, people's like when we won week one, it was oh, it was just fucking Miami. Uh, go play Seattle next week and see what happens. Like there was a lot of people who thought we we're probably gonna get our asses handed to us yesterday. The fact that you know what we at one point we were down by twelve and that we made a five point game and it came down to pretty much not pretty much it came down to the very last defensive play of the game speaks volumes and it speaks how much too hey cam can handle cam 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 can hank he can throw he can run he can hand it off he can do whatever he needs to do to help this team win football games so going forth I'm looking right now as too we're watching Saints versus Raiders and I'm looking at this game like hey. As for as much as I'm watching it just to see how good the Saints look, I'm studying Vegas right now just to see what we have in store for us come Sunday because for as much as I think I do think we are going to beat the Raiders, part of me thinks it may not be an easy out. It may not be like, oh, look, here's the Raiders. The Raiders are a team that's going to come, and they're going to come to fight. So like you said, we'll see more about in two weeks we have Kansas City. We have uh, San Francisco and Buffalo coming up as well in the next month. But all in all with yesterday... I couldn't be any more... Pr- it was like one of those things like... You know, it's like literally like I said. I went to bed last night because literally by the time the game was done, it was my bedtime because I have this thing called work I had to go to. Um, I was not upset. I was just like, you know what? Let's learn from this. Let's get better and let's be a better football team. But the one thing I will say is though, God damn it, I do miss Dante Hightower. I, dude, I, I mean, I saw your tweet and I, I think I liked it as well because it's like I agree. Like, he's just... I mean... This that defense is, and that's, and I think that does like when with Hightower in the game, like there's so many different elements that you just think, well, oh, they, well, this is the Patriots next man up, but, but like Hightower not being the game hurts the run game, which therefore creates more pressure on the passing game, so that could be why Gilmore struggling. Like there's a lot of stuff that connect could could connect to that, but I think I will say this, and I think you said this as well, but uh, uh, I got his freaking autograph right here. Winovich has been stellar like the dude is playing his lights his life out there like he's playing his lights out i'm so so in love with with chase winovich i love such a such a patriot like if you just see a player you just it's such a patriot like he just screams patriots for me very brusky like very you know so i think that's i think he's gonna be huge i think as the season goes i think this defense is only gonna get better not worse like last season um how good i don't know we'll see um but I'm not too worried about the passing game. More so the run. Like it, it seems like we're getting run over, and I'm kind of worried about that with Jacobs. You know, Jacobs is a good running back, so we'll see how that plays out. Um, but and just not getting much pass rush. Like I will say this. Correct me if I'm wrong, because you'll probably know memories wise more than I do. I can't remember in the Miami game, but I'm pretty sure Cam's not been sacked yet. Right. I gotta take a look at this. Um, 
I don't think he has. I'm, he wasn't sacked in Seattle against Seattle unless I completely missed it somehow. Um, um, but we did get some sacks on Russell, so it's like that's pretty good. Like he's got an amazing offensive line. Just needs more weapons to get you know to get open. But uh, um, the fact that what we have and he's like I'll say and, and the same thing about Newton versus Brady. Like there's some times in that game last night like. Brady, like Newton, stayed in the pocket forever, which would, would be what Brady Brady would do, and then he finally bowed out or whatever. And it's like he's able to maneuver. Brady wouldn't be able to do that. Brady wouldn't be able to move. So there is some. I have to admit, there are some things that Cam are, if Cam is able to do with this particular offense. That if you're not going to go out and get weapons, if you want to win with the team with who we have, then Cam's the guy, not Brady. Like Brady, you'd had to send. You would have had to get weapons in the offseason to keep to make that to make that team work. Um, but I think with Newton, you're able to to kind of work with what you have. Um, but I still think we need a weapon. But maybe the the rookie tight end can come in and start being a factor. I don't, you know, I do think Bird played well last night too, my, my South Carolina boy. So, um, just I was just looking at it. He was sacked twice against uh, Miami. But uh, okay, the, the other thing I'm looking at too right now is a lot of those like deep bombs last night. I'm like, for as much criticism as Brady's receivers took last year for oh he doesn't have the right targets. Cam was throwing some dimes to Edelman, and he had no... Oh, and Breeze just threw a pick. Um, oh. And as I'm as I'm watching this game, I'm like, I don't know if Tom Brady makes that throw. Like, Cam was throwing, like, 30, 40-yard dimes just to Edelman. Like, I think there was one in the third quarter and one, like, late in the game. Like, and even two guys like Nikhil Harry are finally starting to show, hey, why they're worth a first-round pick. Um, but, by the way, uh, Asai hasn't played much. I don't know why, or Asai... I think it's SIE. Um, hasn't played much. I saw him a couple times last night, but Dalton Keene, I think, has got a neck injury right now, so that's why he hasn't played. I really am excited to see him in a Pats uniform, though. That's just something I want to point out. Oh, yeah. I think, and maybe he just hasn't learned the offense yet. Like, you know, that's that's very well could be the case. Um, so maybe it's just going to, they're just going to, like, not rush it. And that's and that's what the Patriots do. So I, I'm, I'm totally okay with it. I just think he could, if he's if he's an any, any bit of an athlete, we need him. <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, especially if you're not going to go out and get anybody. And I don't know. Like, I mean, I thought, you know, I thought about this too. Like, I mean, there's been rumors for, for the longest about Odell. I don't know if, if, to, if to believe them or not. I don't even know if I'd want Odell. It's kind of the same thing with Cam, though. I didn't really want Cam. But if it's working out, then that's great. So, I don't know. Um, Allen Robinson's another one. I don't know if that really is a weapon enough that I would go after and give up draft picks for. But, um, I mean, really the only one, if he's in, Odell might not even be available. But if Odell was available, I'd probably go after him. I don't know if I'd give up a first, but... Same. Like, with Allen Robinson, I'd probably give up, like, a third or a fourth because that's the other thing I still laugh at, too, even though they are 2-0, and we'll talk about them later, is the fact that a team like the Chicago Bears went out and traded a draft pick to get Nick Foles, who's not even playing right now, when you could have signed Cam Newton for peanuts. Um, that's just one thing I'll say. And also, too, like, I know a lot of people are probably going to go, like, oh, whatever, if I get cocky about Cam, but at the same time, too... We, we're proving everyone wrong. Like, this year, honestly, if they go out, they don't have... I don't think they have to get a big name like Odell. They just have to get someone who's reliable. Like, if they go out and get, like you said, Allen Robinson, that's a name that, hey, he needs a new contract, so it won't cost much in a cap-strapped year for New England. Um, the other thing I want to talk about, too, with this division is I like the fact that... La Remember last year when we were 8-0 and everyone's like, oh, we're fine, and then we had the Baltimore game, and it's like, oh, what's going on? And then it was... Oh, close game against Philly. Oh, close game against Dallas. And then we lose to Houston, lose to KC. The fact this year that we have, like, Seattle and Kansas City in our first four games 
speaks volumes to know exactly where this team is going to be come November, December, when the football gets more and more serious, when playoff implications start happening. Like, being yeah, one and one right now. It's only going to help us. So Exactly. And, like, even from last night, too, like, Bill Belichick, I don't think he's going to – he may rip some people for some plays and stuff because there was a lot of uh, defensive miscues. And last night was probably Gilmore's worst game since the Miami Week 17 game. I think I did tweet that or something like that. Like, Gilmore just – DK Metcalf is an animal. Um but sometimes, and I told Danny, Danny tweeted about maybe Gilmore's not the best cornerback uh, in the league. And I'm like, even the best has bad nights. Even the best quarterbacks have bad nights. I mean, if we want to talk about, like, just as an example, I'm just using this. Obviously, the game ended differently. But Mahomes was awful in that first half of the second uh, of the Super Bowl. If you remember, like, no one's going to remember that because he balled out in the second half. But, I mean, I'm just saying, like, not, not everybody has, like, doesn't take anything away from Mahomes. It just means that, you know. It's like, yeah, people can have bad games is what I'm getting at. Like, I was using that. That's the first thing that came off the uh, top of my head. But, but yeah, I mean, I think Gilmore's just – I'm not worried about Gilmore. He'll, he'll be fine. Um, C.J. Jackson's going to be fine. I mean, that's um, – it's more so that, that run defense in order to get support for the the, the, uh, the pass defense. Because so. I'm seeing right now, just quickly, with this uh, Raiders offensive line, they're let, the Saints are getting a lot of pressure on them. So, like, if New England's looking at this game saying how – if they can just run simple, just like blitz packages against uh, Vegas, it's going to work on Sunday. But with last night, though, that I have to give that Seattle offensive line a lot of credit. They did a great job. Like Russell had all the time in the world to throw. Like he did. It, it's literally that expression: you let Russ cook, you let the chef cook their food. He cooked a gourmet meal last night. If we're talking about him cooking stuff. Um, oh yeah, I mean Russ. Like not enough praise for Russell Wilson. Uh, dude was amazing last night. Yeah. I know you're not too much of a basketball fan, but I saw a comparison for Russell Wilson, and I actually couldn't agree more. I think he is to the NFL like like the NFL's version of Dirk, where you don't have a reason to hate him. You love his game. Sometimes his performances kind of go unnoticed, or like he's always like there's someone who's always outshining him. So I think one day, hell, this year I think he's already an early, a very early MVP candidate. Um, but that's just something I saw on Twitter that I wanted to bring up quickly with Russell Wilson saying like, hey. If you had to compare him to someone, I think it's Dirk. That's a good example. I mean, that's good. Yeah. I mean, he's younger than Dirk, but yeah. Oh, I know. I just meant like over career tra- trajectory, like uh, where yeah. you don't have a reason. Like, you know how some players you hate, like right after last night really showed, I was just like, okay, I hate Jamal Adams right now. Like, even if he didn't get a tackle in, he's like being super cocky and getting in our faces. I'm like, you did nothing. Like, I, that's why I tweeted out, I wish that Jamal Adams had as much uh, character as Russell Wilson did. It's like... For Russell Wilson to come out and send his condolences to James, uh, James White's father, like I know, obviously it's different because they were teammates in college, but just for the fact that he went out of his way to do it and saying how much it affects him and how he like feels bad for James, like just speaks volumes of who he is as not only as an athlete but as a person. Oh yeah, I, I love Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is probably my second, or if not second, my third favorite quarterback in the league. He has been for the last several years. Um, I, I, I like Seattle, man. I think it's still early. I think the one thing you can, I'll also want to say is the fact that we came out of that game with no major injuries. So Seattle was going through. I mean, Seattle was about to have to call somebody to play safety or like. I mean, it was it was it was about to get bad or a cornerback. I guess I'm, I don't remember which one it was, corners or safety. Um, but then they, I mean, obviously one person got ejected on a absolutely dirty hit. Um, absolutely called for. I don't care if Seattle fans don't like me. That's the, the truth. Um, so it was a good call on the refs on that one, but um, 
But yeah, I mean, I think like you know the fact that we came out without you know with less injuries and and you know Seattle's gonna you know Seattle lost Irvin, I believe Irvin's done for the year, I think as well. Torn ACL. Um, yeah, so I mean that's just this. Year, I was telling somebody at work today. This year might be survive survival of the fittest kind of year. <laughs> like just stay healthy, and you might be the best team in the end. And I know a lot of people will say, "Well, of course you're the only ones that didn't get hurt." I'm like, "Well, that's somehow how we roll sometimes." So um, I think this is. I think that there's a lot that's going to happen over the course of this season. That's going to be very. That could be very telling, and it could change a lot over the back and forth. So. I think, we'll I think also, too, having, just quickly, having no preseason really is the reason why that these guys are, are getting hurt, unfortunately, because they're not 100% in game shape yet. Um, but that's yeah, that's just what I wanted to sure. say. Uh, but moving on, though, I remember how we were talking about oh, how the South can be the toughest division. It's the NFC West. Like... Not even close. Yeah. The yeah. Niners looked good yesterday. They should... They could be 2-0 if they didn't play Arizona Week 1. Um... The Rams are my surprise team so far. I did not think they were going to be good. They went out and beat Dallas, and then they just absolutely demolished the Eagles. And then you've got my sleeper, my Arizona. I'm calling my Arizona Cardinals, but I I just love them. Man, Kyler Murray is a, t- a player not to be messed with. Yeah, and we and how many times? How much praise did we give him? We knew this was coming. Like, we're not shocked, right? No, I'm like, not shocked at all. Like, this was going to be his year. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's a he could even say he's an early MVP candidate. Like, obviously, I don't think he's a front runner right yet, but he's up there. You know, he, so you know how they always great. I think you know, you know how they always say like, oh, uh, a lot of first to second year players make that leap. He's making that leap right now. Like what Mahomes did in his second year, what Lamar Jackson did last season. I'm not saying. Murray's going to come out here and win an MVP. No, no, no. But he's making a very impressive case of why he can uh, at least be in that conversation at the end of the season. Oh, yeah. And I think I think them going out and get Hopkins was huge for them. I think that that, that says you're, you're trying to build around them. I think Arizona's doing the right thing. Um, I mean, granted, they just played Washington this week. Who knows really how good Washington really is. Probably not very good. Um, but I, uh, still, I mean, I think Arizona, it's going to be interesting to see. Arizona's going to have some tests, and we're, it's going to be very fun to watch them. Uh, Phil, I have to interrupt you because you just like coming in through. I, I can't wait for the matchup. I think it's going to be huge. Um, just to cut you off quickly, the NFL has fined the Denver Broncos, the San Francisco 49ers, and the Seattle Seahawks for not wearing masks. Head coaches have been fined $100,000, and the teams have been individually fined $250,000, as per Adam Schefter of ESPN. I saw that as well, yep. I mean, and that's how it should be. Wear your mask, people. Yeah. It's not that hard. And also, too, for Bosa and Thomas, it is they're just basically during the halftime, they're doing everything right now. It is both torn left ACLs, which that's just an injury you just hate to see. Like, I know people are saying, like, I think there was, like, some people saying, like, oh, um, like, the houses of, like, surgeons coming up, like, because, like, how many ACL procedures probably going to be performed in the next few weeks. And also, McCaffrey should be back probably by the end of October, I think. It's just four. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, it depends on how fast they rush him back. And if you're the Panthers, I would. That's your that's your livelihood right now. I would not rush him back. And then Saquon Barkley, the unfortunate one, his right ACL is out. Yeah, Barkley's done. And that's that's the. I mean, the Giants are done. That's it. That's it. No Barkley. The problem was, and I feel bad for him, man. Like with Barkley, like the dude had no offensive line. Like that offensive line is absolute trash. Like Bark Barkley. I'm not saying that's why he got hurt, but I can't I can't say it didn't hurt. <laughs> like it didn't help help the situation. Um, yeah, that team that yeah. 
I mean, yep. one it's, one injury I think that's going to affect people more than they think is Nick Bosa going out for the San Francisco 49ers because he is an anchor of that defensive line. Like I know they've got like a very impressive defense in total, but he's one of the mainstays of that defensive line. So him being out. Oh, and also too, and other good news: the charges against Robert Kraft are likely to be dropped. If you don't know what I'm talking about, it involves a very stressed man before the AFC Championship game took his private plane down to Florida to get a massage. That's a little frowned upon. That's all I got to say. I also, I also saw that. Yeah. Um. But no, I just think that the whole boat, like, like I said, both on Thomas losing two guys in your defensive line, that's going to be an injury that some people are going to say is like, oh, San Francisco can move on. I'm not saying it's going to hinder, like completely derail their season, but for right now, I think Seattle's the team to beat in the NFC West. Oh yeah, without a doubt. I think that's that's pretty clear. Uh, I think San Francisco. I think if they can get healthy towards the end. I mean, obviously Bosa's done, but um, I think they'll be okay. I don't know if they're. I think it might. Honestly, it could take them away from being like Super Bowl contenders because this NFC is just. I mean, you don't you can, you 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 just give a beat. You're you're getting left behind. Um, so, I mean, I think that that's going to be interesting to see how they're able to do. doesn't look like Jimmy G is going to miss any time. And if he does, I'd, I'd honestly sit him next week. There's no, there's no need to force it against the Giants, but uh, I think that's who they play. Um, and they're also so, missing I mean, sit him, but, and they're also missing two but, Kittle and your fellow and your fellow Gamecock, Debo Samuel. Yeah, Debo Samuel still has to come back. So I think the, the Niners are, are going to get better. Uh, obviously, they still smash the Jets because the Jets are trash. And I said that before the season, and, and man, it seems like I'm – being proven right every week. <laughs> They're really bad. Um, so, yeah. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the nine, I mean, anything, as far as looking, I was looking at some of these other games. I mean, Kansas City going toe-to-toe with, with the with Los Angeles, like, that's that's kind of a head-scratch. I mean, they're, they are division rivals, so maybe I'm looking too much into it. But um, that, that kind of, it's like the Chargers almost won that game. So that, that would have been a, a, a early shocker to me. Um, uh, Justin Herbert. Played in that game, looked pretty good. So <laughs> I don't know if I can go the Herbert train from now on or not. I've heard that Tyrod is still a starter if he's healthy. So um, that's that would be interesting. That offense has some weapons. So um, and that defense isn't bad either. So you know, I could give Kansas City some problems. You know what that game that team reminds me of? It reminds me of like the uh, Jets from ten years ago with like Mark Sanchez and stuff. Where you know what they always seem to have the Patriots number, or they like just were. They were always in it against New England. Like I think there was only the one game was a Monday Night Football game when they blew us when we blew them out. But like that year they beat us in the playoffs in the divisional round. Um, that's the only thing I just wanted to say quickly about that. And also too like when like not even Mahomes yesterday. Like when it's like to um, you know you're saying we remember the good from Mahomes, not the bad. Right. I think that's the case. It's the opposite with Mitch Trubisky, which. Man, I'm not saying they're a Super Bowl team, but my prediction of the Bears bouncing back, I don't think is too far from being off. Like, if they can go out there and play a good team well, like, they have the Atlanta Falcons coming in next week, which they're going to have, they have to go play a pissed off Atlanta Falcons team, which we'll get into later on. But this Chicago Bears team, I don't think is anything to laugh at. Like, they're going to be, I think they're going to be in the playoff hunt. No, I mean, I, th- I think the Bears. I mean, that they could mostly definitely be a team that could uh, that could that could get it done. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's still early for the Bears. I'm not, I'm not all sure about that. But oh, it's still early. Like, I'm not saying they're going to go twelve and four. But I was on Skype with Pico last week and Justin on their podcast, 
and he was telling me he has a feeling that it's going to come down to like the bear because the bears and the packers do play week 17 he has a feeling that's going to come down to the division which this coming sunday i know the aaron Rodgers has looked fantastic through two games i want to see what the packers look like this sunday in the superdome against the saints that is going to be one great football game this coming sunday night Dude, what the the Saints are like going through like stuff like Saints are not have do not have an easy schedule to start of the year, do they? No, they have. Yeah. They have obviously they played the Buccaneers last week. They have the, they're playing the Raiders right now. It's halftime, and the Killers are performing in Las Vegas. Um, they have the Green Bay Packers. Uh, let, 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 let's look it up actually, because I know the Saints and the Patriots actually have their buys in the exact same week. Um, I know they have the Lions in Week Four, which so they have a, that's their cupcake. And then week five, they play the Chargers. And then I want to know what they have from then on. Because I know they have Tampa again. Then they have they, they still have to play San Francisco. They have to go to Philly. They play the Chargers. They, they play the Chargers again on Monday Night Football. Um, I'm just going to look it up right they now. They have the Niners. Let's, they play the Bucks again. Yeah, their, no, their November is pretty tough. They got at the Bears, at the Bucks, versus the 49ers, versus the Falcons, at the Broncos. And then at the Falcons, at the Eagles, versus the Chiefs, week 15. That's going to be a matchup to look out for. We And then Christmas Day, they play the Vikings, and then they close in Carolina. Look at that Chicago game, November 1 and November 29 in uh, Denver, and also to the 13th against the um, Eagles. Because the Saints have always seemed to struggle when they're in cold weather. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what it is. That's it's just that's one thing to look out for with them. But, like, I say this now, and I'm like, look. I have two Saints fans that are upstairs right now, and if they hear me not trash-talking but kind of like potentially doubting them, they're, I'm going to get a mouthful. But And also, too, Matt Beach is going to come on here and say, why are you trashing my boys? Um, but I still think the Saints have what it takes to go all the way. It just really matters on if they can survive the playoffs because we all know the last three years have been not too kind with them, with the Minneapolis Miracle, the missed P.I., and then last year losing in overtime to Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it just—I mean, right now they're—I think they're—they're they're looking good, but you know, the time will tell. Yeah. Um, another team I want to talk about looking good is um, Tom and Tampa because I love how the narrative gets flipped from oh he had one bad game to oh look he's back he didn't have Chris Godwin he didn't play that well. I'm not saying the experiment in Tampa Bay is failing, but like. If you look at their schedule coming up, they have a lot of easy opponents that they gotta play. So we'll see what happens. Like I'm not saying I'm out here rooting for them to be bad. I just want to see. I think the te- the box as a team as a whole is slightly overrated just because look they're still learning to play with Tom. But we'll see what happens in the coming weeks because like after they have a few easy games, they play like Green Bay and Kansas City. I want to see what Tom can do against those defenses. Oh yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, I think it's still, I think it's still like we talked about last week. It's still a learning process for the Bucks, and I think um, they're proving that like it's going to be a very slow. Like I think people, you know, these offer champions in a sense, like you would say the Bucks were like or are. Like I think that people are, you know, they overreact and they're like, you know, they think that these teams don't aren't going to take time to do things and stuff. And I mean, Gronk's not even a part of the offense right now. He had one target the last game. So, I mean, I think they're clearly trying to save him. I think later in the season, that's when you're going to see Gronk become a big part of the offense. I think he's just a big part of the run game right now, um, unseen kind of stuff. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think that, uh, I mean, the true test for the Bucks, you know, we may not see it for a little while. So, 
Exactly. Um, this Sunday, I just want to look at it quickly. Um, they go to Denver to play the Bucs. Uh, not the Bucs, but the Bucs go to play the Broncos. Um, one thing to note, and if everyone goes, oh, you're just shit-talking him, no. Tom Brady, lifetime in Denver, is 3-6. and six. That is against some, like the three games he won. Uh, one was against Tim Tebow. One was when the Broncos were at their low point, And then another was, oh, I can't even remember, probably in the early 2000s. But that includes the playoffs where... Like, when he went to Denver, he never beat Peyton Manning. I know that's Peyton Manning. That's a different beast. But I'm just saying, there's something about Denver that I would not... I, like, I think the Bucs are going to win, but I would not be shocked if you see a similar Bronco team that played Pittsburgh yesterday. Yeah, but Drew Locke, not having Drew Locke, I don't know if they're going to be able to do that, but... We'll, we'll see, we'll see. But, um... Hey, Phil. Mm-hmm. Um... Do you notice there's a bird out there that likes to, I don't know, blow leads in the state of Texas? What? Um, yeah, this rare bird oh, called the oh, Atlanta yeah. Falcons know how to blow leads. I've said this time and time again that the New England Patriots, uh, I've said it different ways, but the New England Patriots have broken the Atlanta Falcons. They have not been the same team since 28-3. I know that was a little loud, but it's the truth. No, I mean, and I, I, I think that's it's clearly there's certain there's certain games you can look at and. and sorry, if you can hear that. That was my fault. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think you, I think there's certain games you can look at that have changed franchises, and I think uh, that's one of them. And I think, uh, man, dude, that Falcons offense is so powerful, though, man. Like, oh my god, the coach. It's got to be a coaching issue. Did you see the onside kick? It, like, where they just stood around and let the ball roll? Like, what are you doing? That's a coaching problem. There's no way you can tell me that the coaches are just aren't, like, what is going on in Atlanta? Like, I just watch the ball go down and let's get Dallas the onside kick. Like, oh, my God. I've said this time and time again, that Dan Quinn should have been fired at the end of last season, but I think they kept him on for pity. They lose to the Chicago Bears. I would not be shocked if next Monday we're hearing Dan Quinn's on either on the hot seat or his days are numbered in Atlanta. But like at first, like I I don't know, start zero and three, zero and four, fire him. Don't even wait. It's not even that. It's like with yesterday, it was they're up twenty to nothing. Dak's fumbling, Zeke's fumbling. You had a you stripped the tight end. Like he had a fumble. It was like three or four fumbles in the game, and then. They do the same thing where they just take their foot off the gas pedal. And even, too, like, they're literally standing around like a bunch of bumbling idiots as this ball. It's like, you can touch it. You can touch it. Why aren't you touching it? And then as soon as, like, Dallas is on the ground, I'm like, I think the Cowboys have the ball. And lo and behold, the Cowboys had the ball. Unbelievable. Uh, I mean, I'm thankful they came back because I needed those points from Dak Prescott in, in one of my fantasy leagues. So thanks for that, Atlanta. But uh oh my god, like unbelievable. And we and, and the fact that we were we, we, we were looking pretty good picking we both picked the Falcons. We were looking pretty good. Thanks for nothing, Falcons. I won't pick you again to, to to beat a team like that. Get out of here. From a fantasy perspective, Dak Dak Prescott had like I think negative two or negative four points at one point in the game. In my one league that I have, he ended up with thirty nine points, four hundred and fifty yards thrown, a pass touchdown. And three rushing touchdowns. So, like, when you... Like, I don't know how he went from losing that fumble to rushing for three touchdowns, throwing for another one. 
Like yesterday, you know, yesterday speaks volumes in this whole Dak contract dispute with the Dallas Cowboys because if they end up having a good season, he can go, "Hey Jerry, there was a ninety-nine percent chance we were going to lose this game, and we won this game, and I helped anchor that." So, like, what are you going to do? You right. going to keep Andy yeah, Dalton, yeah, sure. or are you going to do that? That's that's just something I want to point out. Like, oh, like it's just sad with Atlanta. Like, you have Gurley, you have Matt Ryan, you have Julio, who was wasted yesterday. Don't even get me started on that. Um, but like the same thing, literally, this game was very similar to 28 to three, obviously 28 to three was worse because of what was on the line. And the, this was week two of the NFL season. And even too, like Phil's boy from South Carolina, Hayden Hurst had a beautiful touchdown. Just no one in front of him, no one touching him. And then wide, like wide open, just took it to the house. Like Calvin Ridley was looking good. And then like, it seems like all of a sudden when this team gets up big, they just get comfortable and they relax. And it's like. Oh yeah! By the way, we're playing a football game right now. Like, it was a mix of it. Like, I was like, actually, I was. I don't know why, but part of me was like rooting for the Cowboys when they got that onside kick. I'm like, as onside kicks, we all know rarely work. But when it works, I'm like, man, imagine if they go downfield and win, and they win forty to thirty nine. It's crazy, man. It's just what the Falcons. The same old thing, you know. It's like same old Falcons. Um, another team, like, just going through other games quickly yesterday, other teams, uh, like you said, I think Kansas, Kansas City still is good. Man, that Monday night game next week is going to be fantastic. I cannot wait. That's going to be a good game. Chiefs and Ravens? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's next Monday night? That is next Monday night. Wow. Yeah. That is next Monday night. Chiefs, Ravens. That, sh- that should be a Sunday nighter. For as good as Sunday night's going to be, probably with the, with the Packers and the Saints, I'm just glad this game's in prime time. This uh, this game deserves to be in its own little spotlight. Oh, look at Derek Carr. Oh, and he. Oh, that's a very light flag to come in. I'm just sorry, folks. We're just as like as like I said before, we are live watching right now the uh, Saints versus the Raiders, um, and that was a very light pi flag to come in against New Orleans. Um, what was I to talk about yesterday? Oh yeah, the um, another team too, the Philadelphia Eagles, like. I think they're still dwelling on what the Super Bowl they beat us in two and a half years ago, almost three years ago now. It, the, I mean, they just had one one run, and that was you know now they're now they're hanging on it or something. I don't know. They're just yeah, Eagles, Eagles. They have a lot of injuries. They do have a lot of injuries. I do want to mention that part, but yeah. But they're always hurt though, they and they never seem. I I feel like honestly, them getting rid of Nick Foles was a mistake. I think they should have kept Nick Foles and like. Because Carson Wentz is good, but, like, Carson Wentz hasn't been the same since he returned from his ACL injury in 2018. Because, remember, he was on his way to being the MVP of that season in 2017. No, you're right. Yeah. Um, other games to look at quickly, too. Um, not to go too, too in-depth with it, but the Cleveland Browns, like, I'm not going to talk much about them, but honestly, I think Joe Burrow's going to be a good quarterback in this league. I don't know how much oh, you watched that game. Yeah, I did. I did. Well, I watched this game, and man, Joe Burrow looked great. I think he's. They need if they build around him, man. That's going to be the team in a few years. And I heard something else about you know like the fact that Joe Burrow versus Baker Mayfield and Joe Burrow versus uh, Lamar Jackson is going to be for makes them for some great games. You know if they can get that team together. Exactly. I feel like this year's this year's gonna be a growing pains year for the Cincinnati Bengals. But like you're like you said, if they can improve, they got they got to improve their defense. 
But if they can get the right weapons around Burrow, which his tight end, I'm blanking on his name. I think it's like Uzma, Uzman or something like that. Not Uzman, that's some UFC fighter. Uh, Uzma, Uzmada or something like that. Um, to, uh, I think he tore his Achilles last week. He was his favorite target. Um, that's just something I'm going to point out. And also, they have to work on their offensive line. But for the most part, if they can get... Oh, and he is going... Who is that? 87 for the... Uh, now the... Man, the... Uh, all that... I thought that was Jason Witten for a second. Sorry, folks. Like I said, we are live record. We are live recording during the Monday Night Football game. Um, if they can just get the right pieces around Burrow in a few years, this could be a team that can make some noise. I'm not going to come out of nowhere and go, they're going to win the Super Bowl. But like, you know what? If they can improve and go in the right direction, who knows what any team in this league is capable of? Yeah. No, no, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, well, I'm just trying to think here as well. Any other games? Uh. Like, for the most part right now, this looking at how this Raider team, because they look kind of down, but they're building a really good drive right now against New Orleans. So, oh, that's delay a game. They also, there was a couple missed penalties last night too, but, and also, um, Bill, um, I want to talk Patriots for a second, Phil, just because, like, how everyone was saying, oh, like, I, I, we know we talked about it already, but the whole go out and prove us wrong thing, like, you know, I feel like there's everyone's still gonna find a reason to hate us. And like, look, I if I want to do a quick look ahead, I honestly and also too, folks, for those of you who are listening, I'm doing my predictions Thursday night with a two not to be named. I have a guest confirmed. Uh, he does he is involved in the YWC. He doesn't make videos, but he is involved. So I'm just gonna give you that hint. He is very active on social media, so he'll be on with me Thursday night to do predictions during the horrendous should be horrendous Miami Jacksonville game. Um, oh, that's another game I want to talk about, Phil. Before we go back to the Patriots. For as good as they look, I want to see Buffalo against a legitimate opponent. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, Buffalo's winning. They're doing great against the teams that they should crush. So, I mean, Miami was still in that game, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I think that I agree. I think I, I want to see Buffalo play, a, you know, a good opponent, um, or at least something, someone decent, decent, and they're going to get that because this Sunday they're playing the Rams. So I think that's if they can go in and beat the Rams. Okay, Buffalo, you got my attention. Yeah, if Josh Allen, you can go out and make Aaron Donald look foolish, which is, and oh no, he stopped at the line. Josh, or is he in? Sorry, to second and goal. Second and goal. Um, that was almost a fantasy points for Phil there. Um, yeah, if Josh Allen can go out there and impress me against the LA Rams and win, or even have a game like what Cam Newton did, you'll have my attention. But if the Bills go out there and they just look... It's like, you know how last year, too, it was, oh, fine and dandy. Like we said earlier, it was fine and dandy for the Patriots. And then, oh, hey, they faced the Baltimore Ravens and got embarrassed. If that happens Sunday, there's going to be a lot of questions about Buffalo as this... Oh, they're the ones to take over New England. As... Let's see that here. He lost the ball. Oh, my God. Did Derek Carr actually fumble that? I think the Raiders got up. I think. Oh, wow. I'm behind a little bit on you. I didn't realize that was. I thought you meant Josh Jacobs fumble. The ball was like oh, the Raiders. On the oh man, but that was a that was a messed up snap. It was a that was a bad snap. Yeah. No, that was. Did just, they get it? They kept it. They kept it. Um, but yeah, no. With Buffalo, it's just a hey, show me what you can do against a good opponent because like they have uh, the Rams and then they have the Raiders who 
seem to be a bit of a force this year. Um, the, the Rams, the Raiders, then they have the Titans and the Chiefs. Those two games right there, the two AFC finalists from last year. Oh, that's just oh, that's just bad defense from New Orleans. Hold on, hold on, don't say nothing. Okay. You can keep talking about the Bills if you need to. Um, <laughs> but, no, the only um, thing I'm going to say go. is if Let's they can do the same things to like you know how everyone's going to look to us if like say if we beat Vegas on Sunday and it's going to be part of me. Waller, never mind. I, was, I thought that was my boy Brian Edwards. I can't remember what his number is. Eighty-two. <laughs> uh, okay, so it's not that's Darren Waller. Yeah, Edwards is a, Edwards is a Gamecock. I'm guessing, right? Yeah, Edwards is a Gamecock and Conway Boyd. Literally went to high school forty minutes away from me. And then Hunter Renfro as well. Yeah, Clemson. Different school think, there. Yeah, he went to this. Did Renf, so Renfro went to your high school? No, he went to a high school that played my high school. Gotcha. Yeah. Phil has met Hunter but Renfro. Want, for those of you who don't know. What'd you say? I said Phil has met Hunter Renfro, for those of listening who did not know that. Yeah, I have. I'm looking right here at the button he signed me. But, uh, yeah, Hunter Renfro is a, is a good boy, man. Uh, just to talk about him for a second. But, uh, so Hunter Renfro, I actually did stats from high school after after I graduated. And uh, so years later, he uh, I ended up actually getting to watch Hunter Renfro play. I'm like, that dude's going to be special. And ever since, he's been nothing but proven me right since then. So That's all you can do. Um Another team I just want to talk about quickly, because I know we haven't gone too, too much into games, but one team I want to talk about for, you know what, they didn't have the best game, best first couple of games, but I think they're going to be in the thick of the playoff hunt. Man, I think Tennessee is just as good as last year. Yeah, I don't, I, I mean, I don't know, man. Giving up 30 points to Jacksonville, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Uh, I'm a little bitter because I had Tennessee's defense and they gave me zero points in the league. Thanks for that. Um, but, uh, so maybe that's part of what's, what's, what's doing that. I mean, yeah, their offense looks good. Tannehill still picked up from where he, you know, he, uh, left off last year. You know, obviously Henry kind of was, I mean, he had a decent game, didn't have a, like a breakout game or anything, but, uh, I don't know. Their defense is still, their defense is not quite where it, I mean, giving up 30 points tags is never good. So I don't know, but, um, but yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I think their offense is still good, um, for sure. No, I agree with you on that. I'm just, like, when I say they're lefting off, I'm just like, lefting off, pivot. Where they left off from last season, like, look, I think eventually Mike Vrabel's going to get through to that defense and make them play better. And also, too, um, we haven't even hit hit peak Derrick Henry yet, or Tractor Cito, like, because you know how a lot of the times, November or December, he just comes alive and just starts hitting people? If he can do that in this coming week against the Vikings or even week four against Pittsburgh... That's gonna say a lot, but I like for now. I think Tennessee could still be there, even though they did face Jacksonville and Denver. For all we know, look, it's the same exact. Uh, it's the exact same uh, team as last year for the most part. They did replace a few things. They did lose Jack Conklin to Cleveland. Um, just trying to think of another team I want to talk about. Oh yeah, um, can we just can, we, can, can I vent about the Houston Texans for a second? Go for it. Take it. I honestly don't know how. Like, I want to ask one question: Who did they? Who was pissed off about them trading DeAndre Hopkins? You thought like a lot of other schedules were hard. How about facing Kansas City, Baltimore, Pittsburgh in your first three games? Like, I literally just want to say that. Who did you piss off, Houston Texans? Besides me for being an incompetent franchise, never making it to a conference championship, even though you have a playoff caliber team every year. But for the simple fact of who did you piss off to get that schedule? Like I know they play us. I think week 
12 or something like that in like mid-November we go down there. But Jesus Christ. And then like I just want I'm going to look up their schedule just because I'm curious. Like they they actually have piqued my curiosity for once. And everyone who's saying, "Oh, like they've had a tough Oh, that was an upstairs thing. Something just caught my attention. Um then they have the Vikings, the Jags, the Titans, the Packers. That that at Titans and then versus the Packers and then the Patriots and then the Lions on Thanksgiving. So if you're going to eat your Thanksgiving uh, meal, Phil, I suggest doing it during the Lions versus the um, Texans game. Um, that's all I have to say. Is that <laughs> I, yeah, I think at some I'll point be working. Or didn't uh, didn't they say you guys get off this year because of everything you've done during with COVID and everything like Target and Walmart? Uh, Target will not be open on Thanksgiving, but I I do fulfillment, so I may have to I may have to still work. Oh, okay. Basically, it's online orders, so. Yeah, so we'll see. We don't know yet, but yeah. We'll, we'll, I guess it's one of those we'll cross those bridges when we get there kind of uh, kind of things. Um, that's all I have to say about Houston was just like looking at their schedule. It's just like, who'd you upset? Um, another team I want to go into quickly is Pittsburgh because for as good as they have looked in their first two weeks, that's another perfect example of taking your foot off the gas pedal when you need to accelerate and you play down to the level of your competition because – when you're up big like that against a weak Denver Broncos team who's missing their quarterback, you should not win by five points. Oh, shit. No, it's I up. agree. I agree. Oh, uh, Saint player down. Josh Hill. Josh Hill is currently injured for the New Orleans Saints. Oh, this doesn't look good. He can't get up. Are you behind? Oh, dang it. No, I see it. I see it. I just saw it. Oh, that is not good at all. Oh, so positive, positive, positive vibes being sent right now to Josh Hill and the Saints. We don't. We've had a. I know, like I know. I said it. I had a feeling about people getting hurt. I just said that just because of like the like they didn't have a proper offseason and everything. I didn't. I never ever would want to. I never hope for injuries on anyone, and I never like want to see it happen. But it's the unfortunate NFL that we live in, and I'm just hoping for the best. Like we've had enough injuries for pretty much a season like so far like the amount of star players that are out for the year is just too damn high yeah i mean i i hope i hope for some reason it goes down i just again we keep losing players like this this is gonna be a rough playoffs you know what though this is the kind of season where step up is gonna be the mot is gonna be the mantra like it's gonna be about next like how it literally is any given sunday nfl is a next man up league so it's next man up you get your name and number called upon you got to go out there and show everyone, hey, I'm here to stay. I'm not just a bench warmer. Yep, no, you're right. Yeah. Um, but besides that, I just want to ask you, Phil, besides all week, obviously we had the podcast off on a little bit of a bad vibe, like the last couple weeks episodes, just because I one thing I wanted to talk about quickly as well was the Dak Prescott stuff, which just commanding him for and everything. And then also, too, now we had – that, and then you had this, the comments from a journalist on a talk show that was incredibly stupid. And then you had, I don't know if, okay, I'm, are you watching the ESPN feed right now? I am, what? Because I see the best head coach in NFL history eating a Subway sandwich on a park bench, and it is magical. <laughs> no, that's not the commercial I get, though. Okay, I just saw it. I just saw the ad for Belichick, and now I see John, and now yeah, I see now, John yeah. Cena um, on a cow. Belichick and Cena back to back. <laughs> Good night, in my books. Back to back. Goat, goat, goat. <laughs> goat, goat. Um, 
What's it called, though? Um, the only other thing I want to say, just about the, and then I don't know if you heard this or not, but there was a news. Uh, so last Monday night, as we were watching Steelers-Giants, we know it was the college team that filled in on, um, okay, so he is walking on his own power, and that's looking good, so maybe just a mild knee thing for Hill, quickly. Um, let's see what happened. Uh, I think it was just maybe like a, uh, I don't think it's anything too, too serious. I'm, I'm good. I'm very glad to report that. Um... The one thing I just wanted to say quickly about, La- and then there was the, uh, what was it called? Um, there was, Maria Taylor was wearing this outfit and everything. I know we don't talk about this much, but then there was a reporter out there who said, you look like you um, you should be at the AVN Awards, for those of you who don't know, who are under the age of 18. That is the awards for the adult entertainment industry for the uh, AVN for basically pornography. Um, I think there's certain limits you shouldn't cross as a, broadca- as a broadcaster or a reporter. And to say a girl's looking like that, like, dude, it's 2020. Like, let the girl do her job. Yeah, that's unexcusable. That's, that's There's no other way to describe it. Shut up. That's all I can say. Yeah, literally. Like, I understand some people have, like, their old-school morals, but at the same time, it's just like, bro, come on. Like, that's all we got to say. Um, just looking out here, like I said, just a quick look at week three. Um, if you had to predict right now, Phil, do you think we're going to beat Vegas on Sunday, or do you think it's going to be uh, – what do you think the game's going to be? Oh, uh, yeah, I think I think we win. I think we do beat them. Um, I mean, Vegas is, is looking good right now. But I think you know the fact that they have to, they do have to come to us. Um, I think that does benefit some t- for us. Um, and I just think I think we match up well against them. I don't think they're gonna, you know, the teams that we're we against a little bit uh, are the teams that can run the, you know, they have a running quarterback. And the fact that Derek Carr is gonna be in the pocket, I think we're, I think we'll be okay. Uh, I, I worry about. I think Josh Jacobs is gonna get his because uh, our run defense is kind of suffering right now. But uh, I like us to win. I think I think it will be close because Vegas is not a bad team right now the Raiders aren't horrible so they're a good quality team they have talent but I think we win um I think the same too I'm just gonna look here I know you're not big of a spread guy we're a seven point favorite right now I like it wouldn't shock me if we win by more than seven but at the same time too it wouldn't shock me if it was a close game that's all I gotta say because I remember the last time we played the Raiders was when we went down to Mexico like three years ago and we beat them 33 to 8 but that's when the Raiders were like peak bad Oakland Raiders this is the new, like, we have not faced the John Gruden Raiders yet, so this is going to be a very exciting matchup, which I think can go one of either ways, but at the end of the day, I think we rebound from last week and get the dub, especially to Gruden's going to think, oh, hey, look, Cam can do this now, and for all we know, Cam can go beat Cam and throw. He could throw again, he could rush again. I think we're going to see a hybrid from the Miami and the Seattle game, though, in week three. I would agree, yeah. All right. Well, as always, Phil, thank you very much for coming on, man. It was a blast talking about week two in the NFL season, guys. I'll be back on Thursday night recording. Uh, real quick, real quick. I'm cutting you off. I'm cutting you off. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's this one little thing I want to mention. Because of course, if you don't already know, I graduated from the University of Coastal Carolina. So I just want to throw out a little little stat for you guys. Um, I'm trying to pull it up right now. Um, Coastal is currently 2-0 after beating Pinko's Kansas Jayhawks for two years in a row. Uh, Coastal football but uh, has a little stat that I have to throw out there. Uh, there are only six quarterbacks right now that ha- in the FBS with four-plus passing touchdowns and zero interceptions so far this season. One of them is Trevor Lawrence. Another, there's a couple others on the list. But one of them is my boy Grayson McCall from Coastal Carolina. He is also second in QBR. So far, of FBS quarterbacks who are eligible. So just want to give him a shout-out here on the podcast. That's my boy. Go Coastal. No, pro- 
No problem. And also, too, I'm just going to pull up the college schedule right now because um, I've actually been impressed with... Uh, our, our first score I see right here, you guys beat a school named Campbell by 22, is uh, Big Rats uh, Miami U. Um, but this week, too, we have the wonderful return of the SEC with matchups like uh, Mississippi State versus uh, LSU, Kentucky-Auburn. Uh, let's see what other ones we got here. Florida versus Ole Miss, even though Ole Miss sucks now. Um, Tennessee versus South Carolina. That's what I was going to ask you about, Phil. Um, do you have – because I know and I talked about this with Britton and Matt Beast. They were a little depressed because they're Arkansas fans. Do you have any big expectations this year for your Gamecocks? I don't know what to expect, man. Uh, that's a great question. Um, I mean, I don't – Tennessee's supposed to be good this year, so I don't know what to expect there either. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to just go in with no expectations and see what happens. Um, I'm still not a big must champ fan, so we'll see how that goes. Of this, this season, but uh, hope for the best is all I can say. <laughs> I feel like that was kind of like what. Oh, let's see. Oh, how the hell did it get to second and thirty-one? What the fuck? I'm yeah, sorry. I wasn't looking either. Now that it's all that, I just saw it too, and I was just like, it caught my attention. But anyway, guys, um, enjoy college football now that that's back and almost in full swing. Because like, also too, that's other good news we have to break that we didn't to talk about. Um, and the Big Ten's gonna be coming back in a month from now with. Uh, yep. Oh, it's Pac-12. Yeah, uh, has I haven't heard anything of the Pac-12, but it wouldn't shock me if they tried. I think, they, I think there was like I don't think there's anything official yet, but there was like basically saying that they're coming back. I think once the Big Ten announced, I think also too. Well, two things. I think the Big Ten announcing they were coming back is going to do wonders for them. But then also the um, what was I going to say? I don't think they should have ever said we're canceling our seasons. I think they should have used the word postpone because it says, look, we're not going to start right away, but we're going to get a season in. But also, too, I think them coming back really is going to affect... Like, this is all going to mess up the college football rankings because, like, you're going to have... Like, you have schools right now. I think, like, LSU and Georgia are in the top 10, and they haven't even played a game yet. Yep. So, we'll see what happens, guys, as I see Phillips' boy Hunter Renfro is back to catch this punt from Morstead, which is going out of bounds, so he's not... Uh, is he going to catch it? Oh, called for a fair catch on the, I think, 12 or 13 there. But, there you go, Hunter. Yeah, but anyway, guys... Thank you very much for listening, guys. Um, always appreciate the support on the podcast, especially to shout out to our biggest fan, Randy Osga. Randy, never change. Ever. Ever. And um, thank you very much, guys, for listening. Phil, thank you much, as always, for coming on. Phil's going to be back very soon, taking a break, have a new guest coming on later this week from the YWC. But, guys, thank you very much for listening. And I like how we always say, wear your mask, wash your hands, social distance, have a good night, and enjoy the end of the Saints Uh, Raiders game if you're listening to this on a Monday night or if not hopefully you're looking forward to week three of the NFL season goodbye for now go Pats go Pats let's do it super cam super cam (laughs) (laughs) bye everyone I'm Jeff Woods and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people, he, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast, heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from jeffwoodsradio.com. Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters. The show has featured big names like Bob Costas, Kenny Albert, and Vern Lundquist, as well as many up-and-coming broadcasters who you may not know yet, but you will know soon. 
Whether you're looking for professional development as a sportscaster, different career paths, or if you just want to be entertained by hearing some of the best storytellers in the world tell their own stories, this podcast is for you. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit our website, SayTheDamnScore.com.